Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. We're in a series right now called Jesus in His Own Words. We're talking about the I am statements that Jesus makes about himself. Um, I had you play that little game, um, which nobody participated in. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, in describing yourself in five words, um, be, because it's kind of the series that we're in as we're looking at, well, how did Jesus describe himself? Who did Jesus say that he was? Has anybody ever said something about you before and you wholeheartedly disagreed with them? Has this ever happened to you? Has, has anybody ever made a conclusion about you and you're listening to them and you're like, no, that is not me, me at all. I, I, I'm realizing the older I get, <clears throat> uh, I'm going through different iterations. Like when I was a teenager, I knew everything. Not really. I just thought I knew everything and no one could tell me anything. And then I got in my 20s and I gave my life to Jesus like for, like for real, for real. And I started realizing how much I didn't know. I started realizing how much like I, I, I need help. And I was like really humble and um, I, 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 I want to learn. I want to grow. And, and I'm at a point in my life right now where I'm trying to still be humble. But there's just some things that I'm coming to like concrete conclusions about that, that I'm growing in confidence. And I was in a conversation recently and someone said, wow, so it seems to me that you're really scattered in this area. And I said, actually, no, I'm, you're, you're, you're a little bit mistaken. Actually, I've never been more sure or confident about this thing in my whole life. And, and, and Jesus, he, he, he doesn't just want us to, to, to make our own conclusion. Well, I think this way about Jesus. Ah, oh, you know, I kind of see Jesus as... He says, no, I want to tell you who I am. And so there are these I am statements. We talked about in the last two weeks, um, Jesus said, I am the resurrection. He said, I am the good shepherd. And tonight we're looking at this statement in John 14, where he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And I want to go to actually the very first verse in John 14. Um, John 14, chapter, chapter 14, verse 1. And we're going to read the first six verses in this chapter and uh, listen to what Jesus says tonight about himself. Full disclosure, um, I'm having kind of a bad week, guys. Like, would you just pray for me? Help me. Um, Sunday, I was preaching at our Catawba campus, and uh, before service, I accidentally completely deleted all of my notes. It was, I just, I, I don't know what happened. I just, the delete, I could not recover them. And um, I realized tonight as I was getting up here, I'm like, wow, I brought my Bible but my sermon notes are nowhere to be found. I literally have no idea where they are. I printed them. I do not know where they are. Um, so I'm going to need, I'm saying this because I'm going to need help tonight from the computer because um, I don't remember the title and I don't remember the points like exactly. So uh, can you help me out tonight, Nathan? Yeah, yeah. Everyone say, say, good job, Nathan. Just, just good job. Okay, thank you. All right, cool. So John 14, uh, starting, starting in verse one, here is what it says. It says, Jesus talking. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Stop real quick. He is in these chapters talking a lot about his death. Uh, if you don't know this, Jesus, he came from heaven to earth and he came with, with, with a dualistic purpose. Number one, he came to show us who God was and to model for us how we are to live. The Bible says Jesus is our example for living and also that he's the complete personification of who God is. So he came to give us like a picture that okay, that's who God is and also a model to follow. But he also came to die upon a cross. He came to give his life as a sacrifice so that through his death and resurrection, we can be forgiven of all of our sins and we can have life. And so he's got these, these guys, he's got this crew, these 12 disciples. 
And, and they've given their whole life to follow him. Like they, they quit their jobs, they left their families, and they've been following him for three years. And he starts talking a lot about his death. Starts talking a lot about like, hey guys, I'm not gonna be here anymore. Hey, hey guys, I'm, I'm leaving. Now, they're kind of freaking out because what do you mean you're leaving, bro? Like I had a really good gig at Domino's. Like I was making bank on tips, bro. And I quit Domino's to follow you and, and now you're leaving? And so in John 14, he's kind of talking and, and, and comforting them. And he's, he says this, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Like, don't, don't be worried. Don't be anxious. Don't, don't be fearful. You believe in God, so believe also in me. Verse two, he says, in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, then I wouldn't have told you. And listen, I go to prepare a place for you. Verse three He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, obviously I'm going to come again and I'm going to receive you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And where I go, listen to this. He goes, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. I love Thomas. Thomas is really becoming one of my favorite disciples of all time because Thomas is honest. Someone say honest. Honest. I'm I'm really digging Thomas because like Thomas gets a bad rap and here's why because we all pretend to be way more spiritual than we actually are, like 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 doubting we're like ah oh, doubting Thomas man, I can't be- I can't believe Tommy are you kidding me did you did you hear him he goes I won't believe in, 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 until I see it and we're like yeah doubting Thomas but let's be honest like we're all of us are a little bit of doubting Thomas and Thomas he's just honest and Thomas says things that if we're honest with ourselves. We're thinking, we're, we're feeling. And here's what, I love this. Thomas says to him, um, Lord, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Jesus, um, we actually don't know where you're going. Like we, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? In verse six, the famous verse we're talking about tonight, Jesus said to him, well, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. And no one comes to the father except through me. If you're taking notes tonight, write down the title of the sermon. The title of the sermon tonight is this. It's not clear, but it's not complicated. It's not clear. Someone say clear. clear. It's not clear, but it's also not, not complicated. Um, show of hands tonight. Have you ever understood something? Like it, made, like, like it made sense to you, understood it, yet at the same time, it was still a little bit confusing and you didn't fully know how, like, how to apply that. Did it ever happen to you before? Like, no, like, it makes sense, but I'm also a little bit confused at the same time. Um, we just got back from going on vacation. And this is not a, a humble brag because there's nothing to brag about because I'm absolutely terrible at what I'm about to tell you. But the last four years, like I've just, I don't, I don't know what it is. I think I started watching old Disney movies. Have you ever watched the movie Johnny Tsunami? Have you ever heard of this movie before? Anybody? Johnny Tsunami. Uh, it's about this surfer kid. And the last four years, uh, I've, I've like rented a surfboard at the beach and I've tried to like become a surfer. I took surf lessons twice. It was, they were rad. And um, I will tell you, under perfect conditions, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I'm about to be a pro, although you, you never know. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, but under perfect conditions, someone say perfect. perfect. Perfect conditions, I promise you, as God is my witness, under perfect conditions, I can catch a wave. For sure I can do it. Like I, I understand. Now, you might not care, but let me explain this to you because it's important for, for my story. Um, 
But like, you gotta like position yourself like in, in the water, board facing like direction that the wave is breaking and you gotta paddle, someone say paddle. paddle. You gotta paddle and have enough speed and enough momentum so that when the wave hits you, that you have enough momentum so it doesn't pass over you, but you, you catch the wave. And when you feel the board start rising up, that's a good time. Not too much on the nose because you go nosedive, not too much on the back. But you get up on the board and you ride that wave. Look at your neighbor say, ride that wave. Like, I was so stupid. Ride that wave. Um, so, but let me tell you, so I'm telling you the story. On vacation, I rented a surfboard. And, and I was so mad because I could not catch a single wave. Just couldn't catch a single wave. Like Jenny, my wife, she was laughing at me because she's sitting up on the beach. And I'm like, all right, babe. All right, kids. I love you. God bless. About to go shred. And I would, I'd paddle out there and I was just getting destroyed by these waves. Like I'm, like, I'm losing my life out here. And, and so one, one afternoon I came back. I'm all mad. I'm like, man, it's the waves, man. It's not me. It's, it's not me. I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. It's the waves, man, the waves. And see, in my mind, the problem was the waves didn't have enough momentum. And I couldn't get paddling fast enough to catch the wave. And so I'm, I'm frustrated. And I'm sitting there frustrated. And I look over. No offense to old people. We all love old people. But I look over, and there's this old dude. Like, no hair, gray hair. Old, it's old guy. He's got a paddleboard. You ever, ever paddleboard? Any stand-up paddleboard people? Anybody? He's got a stand-up paddleboard. He's, he paddles out there. He turns this thing around. And this dude is ripping these waves. He's, he's shredding these waves. And I'm sitting there, like, I'm so immature. Like, I'm, like, you're an adult, dude. You have kids. Stop it. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, that's sick. Guy shredding. Jenny's like, what are you talking about? I'm trying to read. And I'm like, no, 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 put the book away. This, this guy's shredding right now. And he, he was, he's catching the waves. And, and, and so I start talking to her. I was like, here's the deal. I mean, I know what I'm doing. Like, I understand how to surf, Jenny. Like, I, 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 you don't get it, but I get it. I mean, I took two surf lessons two years ago. I, I get it. And um, see, the problem is I'm not getting enough momentum, but this guy, this dude, he's got enough momentum because of the paddle. He can, he can catch them. So you know what I did? I turned in my surfboard, and I rented a paddleboard. <laughs> and the next day, I was so excited. Like, literally, like, this is, I'm, I'm such a, I don't know where my phone is. I'm such a dork. I downloaded an app called Surfline so I can get the surf conditions. And at night, like, my family's all going to bed, and I'm laying there like, oh, sick. Sick swell in the morning. Can't, like, I don't even know what these words mean. I'm like, sick. I can't wait to get out there. And so I get out there, and I, 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 I paddle. I've never been on a paddleboard in my life before, by the way. But I'm like, no, 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 I, I understand. I understand exactly the mechanics of how to get these waves. And I paddle out there, and I try to stand up, and over and over and over, I got destroyed. I never even stood up on the board before a wave would take me and just destroy me. And I paddled back in in defeat, angry, frustrated, only to watch the elder Johnny Tsunami, gray hair, no hair, just shred waves. And I'm like, this is so frustrating. And here's my frustration. My frustration is that I wanted to do something that in my mind, I fully understand how to do. Like, like, trust me, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, bro. I can explain to you how to catch a wave. And I understand something 
But at the same time, I don't know how to do it. I, I, I knew how gray hair, no hair was catching waves. But I physically, I did not know how to, how to do it. This passage that we just read, Jesus goes, guys, guys, you're worried. You're, you're troubled. Don't, don't be worried. Don't be troubled. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now, so we're all clear because they weren't clear, but let's make sure we're clear. He goes, guys, okay, I'm going to die, but then I'm going to like be, be taken from here to heaven and, and I'm not leaving you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. There's mansions, streets of gold, it's paradise. And because I'm going to go prepare a place for you, just rest assured, I will return and I'm going to come get you. And he goes, and guys, you know the way. And that could sound real spiritual and real cool. But again, I love Thomas. Thomas goes, no one's going to say it. We don't know the way. You're telling us you're going somewhere to prepare this great thing for us. And we know, how to, we know how to get there. We don't know how to get there. Let me tell you where this is really relevant to us. Um, and in a minute, I'm going to ask you to participate. So just prepare yourself accordingly. But here, here's where it's relevant to us. Jesus has promised. Someone say promise. promise. Jesus has promised to you and I life here on earth and eternally. Jesus has promised and made provision that right here, right now, on this earth, in this life, and eternally, that we can experience a life of joy and a life of fulfillment, a life of peace. Where anxiety and worry is in that, that's no, we have the peace of God. A life where we experience the blessing and the provision of God. Now, here's where I want you, want you to, to participate for a second. How, how many of you, you, you would say that, maybe even just a little bit, like you, you, you kind of know and you believe that God really is a good God and God really does promise you and want you to have a good life? How, how many of you would say, say you believe that? Show of hands, okay. All, all, almost everybody. All right, put your hand down. Now, I would ask you to put your hand up in a minute, but because all of you messed with me on my game earlier, I don't trust you. I don't trust you, man. But, so I'll spare you the hand raise and I'll just make an observation. All of us would go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe. I believe God loves me. I believe God promises and wants me to have an amazing, awesome life. I totally believe that. But if I were to ask you the question, so like, do you know exactly how to get that life? Like, like, do you know exactly what to do and the exact steps to take? Do you know how to get there? If we're honest with ourselves, we'd go, well, no, actually, I, I, I don't. Very much like Thomas. Jesus, you're telling us that you're preparing an amazing place and you, you're providing a way for us to experience the life of God and to be with God. You're telling me when I don't know how to get there. Have you ever been frustrated before be, because there's something that maybe you read in the Bible or a pastor said or something that you really want God to do, but you have no idea how to make it happen? This ever happened to you before? 
Like, welcome to my life in so many areas so often over the last number of years where I'm like, God, it says it right here. You promised this. You said this is what you have for me. You said that you want me to have the joy and the fulfillment and the life and the peace, the provision, the, but God, I don't like, like, how do I get there? See, here, here's part of our problem is that a lot of us, here's what we want. We want step-by-step instructions that totally make sense right here, right now, don't, don't we? It's like, hey, God, if you'll just like show me the plan, and tell me how it all connects and how it all works, I'm good with it. God, okay, no, if you'll just tell me exactly what school to go to and exactly what degree to major in and exactly who to be friends with, and exa- like just give me all the steps, but then explain it to me, okay? Like, like, like don't, don't leave me in the dark. Be like, hey, I'm gonna take you to this college. I know it seems like a weird college, but when you go there, you're gonna meet this person. Yeah, you're gonna meet this person, and they're gonna connect you to this person, and when you... God, just show me the way. And, and I hate to break it to you, but it's just not how God works. See, Jesus doesn't go, oh, oh Thomas, my bad. Okay, pull, pull up Google real quick, pull, pull up the GPS, uh, type in the address, here's the directions. That's not what he says. Thomas goes, we don't know the way. I think a lot of us, we might say the same thing. God, I know you have a great purpose and a great plan and great things for me. But honestly, I just, like, how do I get there? And here's Jesus' answer. His answer is this. His answer is, oh, I am. Someone say, I am. am. His answer is, oh, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. I'm going to give you three just quick thoughts tonight. Number one, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. It's simply this. Uh, point number one on the screen, if you are taking note, it is uh, the first thing you do is you follow his ways. You follow his ways. See, Jesus says, I am the way. He, he doesn't say that I'm a way. He doesn't say that I'm like, and he says, no, I, I am the way. It won't be on the screen, but John 10.10, you should be familiar with it if you've been here for any length of time. But John 10.10 says this, the thief, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that we may have life and life to the, what? To to the full. That God actually wants to to give us a life that is better than than we can give ourselves. Jesus is not interested in putting handcuffs on us and and making us follow just rules. No, he has come to set us free from that which holds us and to give us an awesome, amazing, blessed, peace-filled, joy-filled, fulfilled life. The first thing Jesus says, he goes, no, you got to realize that I I, I am the way. Brandon, what does that mean? Like, like, it sounds over-spiritual, just make it really simple. You know what it means? It means that in every single decision and in every single uh, direction that we go, we first stop and say, Jesus, what is your way? Did, did, did you know this? That there's a difference in being a believer in Jesus and being a follower of Jesus? Someone say follower. follower. Um, Jesus doesn't call us to believe, only he calls us to follow. Now, I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm real mean for a second, so don't, don't get mad at me. But for a lot of people, I won't even say a lot of us. Let's just pretend like everyone is like, we're, like we're, we're good to go tonight. I'll just say a lot of people, but maybe it applies to someone in the room. But for a lot of people, 
We claim to be followers of Jesus, but we're the one calling all the shots. Hey, hey, qu- question. So why, why, why did you do that? I just seem, seem like the thing I needed to do. Oh. Hey, quick question for you. So like, why are you dating that person? Because they're hot and they like to cuddle. Duh. Like, hey, so why did you, like, why did you choose that, that career path? Do you even know how much money you make? Hey, so, so why are you fill in the blank? And, and if we're honest, a lot of our decision-making, it's what seems right to me. I'm the boss. No, 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 G- like Jesus, I, 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 I totally need you. Because if I ever get in a bind or anything, like I need someone to be able, but like, but you just sit right here. I'm, I'm calling the shots. And here's what the Bible says, Proverbs 14, 12. I believe that's the scripture that I gave you. Proverbs 14, 12 says this, that there is a way that seems right to a man but its end is the way of death. Can I ask you tonight, um, do, do you believe in Jesus or are you a follower of Jesus? Like we, like we don't have time to get into this whole thing, but really interesting, sobering, kind of heavy thought. Um, Jesus says there's gonna be a lot of people who believe in him, who will stand before him and he will say, I actually never knew you, man. Like, I, like I, know, I know who you are. I've known you since, the, since before I was, you were even born, but like we don't have relationship. Well, because you believe in me, but you decided that you're the boss. And so you've been doing your, doing your own thing. A verse we like to quote a lot, Romans 10, 9 through 10. It's kind of the, like the, the big verse we use for salvation. If anybody would believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Do you know what Lord means? Lord means he's the boss, not me. And we, we've got it way twisted because we go, yeah, man, if anybody would just believe in God and with their mouth go, God, I believe in you. But it's not what the Bible says. The Bible says if anybody would believe in their heart and with their mouth confess Jesus, you are, you are the Lord. Jesus goes, you know how to get there. No, I don't know how to get, you know how to get there. In every decision you make in life, stop and go, Jesus, I'm following you for you are, someone say you are, for you are the way. So let me just make it really uncomplicated. In every decision and direction we, we, we make, we take, we go, what does the Bible say? What did Jesus do? What's the Holy Spirit leading me to do? And there's, there's so many decisions over the last 15 years as a pastor. People are like, yeah, man, I really feel like God's leading me to fill in the blank. And I go, ah, I don't know, bro. How could you say that, man? Like, by the way, please never use the God card. Like, unless you really know, because I think we throw out around the God card so no one can tell us what to do. Yeah, man. So, Brandon, I was having this sick prayer time. And uh, God told me she's the one. Did, I mean, you're 13, bro. Did God really tell you she's the one? Or are you just saying that because you don't want anyone to tell you she's not the one? And, and, and we got to be really careful that we make decisions and we go, no, 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 no. This is, this is what the Bible says and how God says we're, we're to live our life. And, and this is what, what I see Jesus in the scripture, like show me and model for me and say to me, this is what I feel like the Spirit of God is leading me to do. And can I tell you, decision by decision by decision by decision.
by decision, by decision, by decision. Step by step, by step, by step. God, he leads us to the life he has for us when we follow him, for Jesus is the way. See, the first thing we do is we go, no, okay, Jesus, you are the way. And number two, if you're taking notes, write this down. Second thing tonight, it's simply this, that we have to receive and submit to his truth, his truth. Um, I, I need two volunteers tonight, two, two volunteers, two, two volunteers. All right, I got, I got Kaylee and Matt, first hands that I saw. All right, um, come, come here real quick. Everyone give a big hand for Kaylee and Matt. All right. Who, uh, who, well, never mind, I'll just, I'll just decide. Uh, Matt, come here. All right. Here's what I want you to do, Matt, really simple. I want, you're, you're not going to be the Holy Spirit. Uh, I want you to stand in that corner. Oh, great. And, and, and I want you, you, you to just face the wall, okay? Just, all right, cool. Good? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, Kaylee, I want you to come stand right here. All right, okay, um, one of the things, can everybody see Kaylee? Yes. Except for Matt, Matt, you can't see Kaylee, obviously you're facing the wall. All right, one of the things that all of us say, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing rocks because I say it and I shouldn't say it. But one of the things that all of us say, and, and, and if we're, we think about it tonight, it's kind of silly when we say it, we go, well, well, you know, my point of view is, well, you know, my perspective is, and I heard someone say it, it stuck with me. They said, hey, I'm okay with your point of view. Someone say point of view. Point I'm okay with your point of view as long as you recognize and realize it is a singular view from a singular point. Like, let's just take, take for, for example, Matt tonight. Matt has a point of view, doesn't he? Yes. Matt's got a perspective on the room, doesn't he? He certainly does. Um, Kaylee, just stand right here. Just kind of everyone can see you. Um, I, I want you to throw up uh, a number. Just pick with your fingers. Just throw up a number. Just, okay. Can, can everybody see that number? Yes. Okay. Um, Matt, what number is Kaylee holding up? Four. Okay. Um, Kaylee, I want you to just turn to any scripture in my Bible. Any scripture. Just, just op- open, just random. All right. Just point to it. What is it? All right, cool. Cool. Matt, what scripture is Kaylee pointing to? Okay, all right. Um, last but not least, um, what did Kaylee and I just do? Mm, close. Everybody give a big round of applause for Matt and Kaylee tonight. Come on. Um, I, I, I don't remember them because they're, I don't know my notes, so you're gonna have to help me, Nathan. Um, I think it's Job 28, I think is what it is. Maybe, maybe Job 28, Job 38, it's Job something. You got Job, yeah, okay. Listen to this real quick. I, I love this. Job is like giving his point of view and his perspective on life. And I love what God's, look what he goes. He goes, and the Lord answered Job out of the world when and said, um, who is this who darkens counsel by words, by words without knowledge? In other words, why are you saying crazy things that you don't really know anything about? Verse three, now prepare yourself like a man. If God says this to you, you better watch out. Prepare yourself like a man, Job. I'm gonna question you and you're gonna answer me. Now, you could read the whole chapter. I'm like, where do we stop? Because the whole chapter, God just keeps going. But we're gonna read a couple of verses. Verse four, um, Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? 
tell me if you have understanding. Verse 5, who determines its measurements? Surely, Job, surely you know. You know everything, man. You got a point of view and a perspective on everything right now. Surely you know. Or who who stretched the line upon it? Verse 6, to what were its foundations fastened or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, verse eight, I think it's the last one. Um, or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and ish, issued from the womb. You can stop right there just for time's sake. The whole chapter, God starts questioning Job like, I'm Job. Okay, so you know everything, bro. You got a point of view and a perspective on why everything is the way it is. So let's just have a talk. Who? And he starts asking him all these questions about creation. These questions that will actually, God, only, only you know that and only you could do that because, because because you're God and I'm I'm not. The Bible says this in Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah 55, maybe. I, yes, 55:8. God says in Isaiah 55:8-9, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Verse 9, humble pie. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. It is so easy for you and I to, to acquire and start living with, well, you know, my point of view, my perspective, you know, the, the way I see things, you, you know, the, the way I see life and, 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 and I'm good as long as there's a part of us that recognizes in comparison to God, in comparison to the creator of all of the earth who did not just create the world, but created humanity. He actually created our bodies and our minds. He structured the way that all of life works, all the ins and outs and, and, uh, ins and, outs and nuances of creation and our brain and our life. He created it all. As long as we realize that in perspective to God, our point of view is like this. Yeah, man, you know, my perspective is, well, you know, the way I see it is. As long as we realize that's fine, man, because there's room for growth and there's room for maturity. and There's room for us trying to figure it out. But but we got to get real humble for a second. Go, wait a minute. I'm not the truth. God, Jesus, you are the truth. You are the creator of all things. I wasn't there at the foundation of the earth when you spoke stars into existence. I wasn't there when you spoke and humanity came to be. I wasn't there when you breathed and life filled our body. I, who, who am I? Well, you know, my, no, you are the truth. The, the Bible says Psalms, something. Psalm something. Help me out. Help me out, Nathan. Psalms or Proverbs something. Psalm 1830. It says, as for God, his way is perfect and the word of the Lord is proven. He's a shield to all who trust in him. Do, do, do you know how we, how we get to the life that God has for us? Do you know how we, we, we get to the life of God and relationship with God. Thomas goes, we don't know how to get there. He goes, yeah, you do. Looking at him, I am the way. So follow me and walk in my ways. 
I am the truth. So in every area of every part of your life, submit to not your perspective, but to what I declare as truth. And lastly, number three, you can write this down. Final thought tonight. Simply this, that we have to accept his life as real life. What do you mean his life as real life? The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says uh, Moses, or speaking of Moses, Hebrews chapter 11, coming up on the screen at some point. It's in my Bible too. I can read it from my Bible. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 says this, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. Do do, do you remember the story of Moses? Moses, uh, he was one of the babies that was supposed to be killed upon birth. But, but his mom put, it, put him in the river. You ever seen the Prince of Egypt? Any Prince of Egypt fans? Come on. That, that, the soundtrack, man, it just, it, it's so good. Um, and uh, uh, Moses is found by, by one of Pharaoh's daughters, and so Moses grows up as, ro- as royalty. Now, I'm not royalty. Yes, you are, Brandon. You're a chosen generation. Okay, but like, like, I'm, like I'm not like royalty royalty. Um, and, and so like, I, don't, I don't know what this is like, but, but Moses, he's royalty. That means Moses, he has access and privilege to, at the time, the best of the best and whatever he wants. The problem, though, is that Egypt, someone say Egypt. Egypt was a godless, wicked nation and people. And something in Moses started started waking up. The Bible says when Moses came of age, doesn't just mean when he got older, but when something in him was like, wait, wait a minute, I'm, I, I, I don't think this is, this is who I am. I think that, I actually think I'm part of the people of God. When something came of age in Moses and he started realizing who he was, the Bible says, we'll read it again, go, 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 to, verse, go to verse 24 again, I'll read it again. The Bible says this, Hebrews eleven twenty four. that by faith when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, and he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, I love this, than to enjoy the passing. Someone say passing. Did you know that sin is passing? That sin is a passing pleasure? That sin is good in the moment, but it leads to death later? That, that sin, uh, as, as one, one proverb says, it's sweet in your mouth, but bitter in your stomach. It tastes good when you're eating it, but it's bitter and cancerous and, and vile when it gets into you. That sin is passing. The Bible says that Moses, he chose to, to suffer with the people of God and to resist the passing pleasures of sin. Verse, verse 26 Um. Uh, choosing or esteeming the reproaches of Christ, greater riches, greater, someone say greater riches. He, He chose and realized that what God had was greater life or real life in comparison to the treasures of Egypt. Part of how, how we, 
we receive all that God has is we have to right now recognize and go, you know what? God, the life that you offer is real life. God, I know in, in my body, I, I know that, that just doing whatever my flesh feels like doing seems like life. But it's fading, it's passing. That's not, that's not real life. God I, God, I know that there's something in me that feels like, and I can reason and rationalize it. Now I'm like, like bro, like, like sexual sin's not a big deal. It's fine. Ah. But God, I'm choosing to say no. Our world says, have sex with whoever you want and do whatever you want. But you say, that real life, it's purity and righteousness and doing things your way. God, God, I know everybody over here says, and my, I feel like life is just getting a lot of money, but, but no, you, you said life, God, is it's contentment with godliness and choosing to serve you more than and over anything else. I mean, there's so many things that we can go, well, the world says, this is life, man. This is living. This is, but Jesus, he goes, no, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am an offer real Life. Romans 6.23, and we'll, we'll end right here. Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages or the result of sin is death. Um, let me define sin for you for a second. My kids, um, they're really into basketball right now. Like they're really into basketball. Um, Evelyn, my daughter, She's actually getting getting pretty good at her jump shot, and we play pig now in the driveway. And um, <clears throat> when I beat her, she's very angry, and um, so I let her win sometimes. But then when I let her win, she's angry because she can tell. This is a lose lose situation. But they're really into playing basketball. And Graham, he's four, almost five. He's 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 little. And on vacation, we found a, a park with a basketball court. Like, let's go play basketball. And the goal. Does anybody know how, how high a basketball goal is? Okay, cool, cool. Ten feet. And Graham, he's like, like not even getting it halfway there. That is kind of a picture of, of sin. God has a standard. God's given us his word. He's given us his, his, his ways. And sin is simply, it's just missing the mark. God says, this is life, and we go, nah, whatever. The Bible says that sin, not being evil, immoral, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, kicking kitty cats and throwing puppies in the river, like not like, not like bad evil, like, but just missing the mark. Well, I know God says this, but psh, I'm going this way. Come, come on, man. Like, you're so lame, bro. Okay, who cares what the Bible says? Everyone else is just, just missing the mark. God says this, but I, but I do this. The Bible goes, the result or the wages, the payment for sin, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, what God offers is eternal life. Jesus has come that we may have life and life to the full. And I don't know if you're here tonight and you can relate with Thomas. Yeah, man, I hear a lot of people say God wants to give me a great life, but like, how do I get there? How do I realize and 
like see the, see fulfillment of all God has for me. I don't know how to get there. He says, I got life for you, but I'm like, Thomas, I'm like, uh, anybody else with me? Like, we don't know how to get there. Tonight, what Jesus says to you is, no, you know the way. Simple. For I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. That sounds spiritual. No, it's easy. It's going, God, in every decision and direction that, that, that I go, every decision I make, every direction I go, I'm following your way. God, what does your word say? I don't care what culture says. God, what does the Bible say? Jesus, how did you live? What did you show me? What did you model for me? Holy Spirit, where are you? You are the way. There's a way that seems right to me, but the end road is destruction. So Jesus, I want to follow you for you are the way. We follow his ways. We receive and go, God, there's a lot of things the culture is telling me and a lot of things people in my school are telling me and a lot of things that I think and I, I got a point of view and a perspective. But if I'm just being honest tonight, my point of view and my perspective, it looks like this. I'm not God. I don't know. I don't see. I have a singular view from a singular point. Bro, if someone came behind you tonight and was real sneaky, Real, like real like ninja-esque and put a big sign on your back that said, kick me. Put gum in my hair. You don't even have eyes in the back of your head to see what's... Come on, we got a singular view. Sing, like I, I know some things, but God, I'm not. You are the truth. So I follow your ways. I receive whatever your, your word is as truth for my life. And I reject what the world calls life. God, I don't, I don't need money. You're my provider. I don't need fame and fortune. No, God, you're the one who gives me fulfillment. God, I don't need to gratify whatever my flesh wants. No, you have promises for me that are better than passing pleasure. So God, I embrace that your ways are life. I'm telling you, it, it, it's not clear, but it's not complicated. It, it's not like, well, yeah, just do X, Y, and Z. Then It's not clear like that, but it's not complicated though. All right, Jesus, I'm following you. I'm following you. I'm following you. I'm receiving your words as truth for my life. And I'm saying that you offer real life. This is, this is a counterfeit. The result of this is death and hurt and pain and regret and guilt and condemnation and shame. And oh God, I, you offer real life. And I'm telling you, day by day, step by step, decision by decision, we will find ourselves experiencing the life God has for us. We will find ourselves in proximity to God. Why? Because we received Jesus as the way, the truth. And the life. I want to read it one more time. John 14, 6. Listen to this. He, he, Jesus says, I am. Someone say, I am. John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I love this last part. And no one comes to the Father. In other words, no one can experience the life of God and relationship with God except through me. So follow me. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.